another beautiful Sunday morning is upon us by the grace of God. We have reached another beautiful episode of A Journey with Quinton Monyake. Now, there's something that I've been thinking about for the past few days. I've been thinking about languages. What language would I want to learn? What language would I love to speak on a daily basis? If if learning a language wasn't so difficult, if learning a language wasn't so difficult, which language would I go for? And I want to pose this question to you out there as well. Like, let's let's think about it for a second. Um, okay, so in, in South Africa, we know that we've got 11 official languages, right? Um, on the African continent, I don't even know how many languages we have. Internationally, globally, I've got no clue. I have no clue. But I think out of, if I were to choose like a top three, uh, first, number one on my list would definitely be French. Comment ça va? Comment ça va? It's got a certain je ne sais quoi about it. The language of love. It's just amazing, man. I just love the French language. Um, so yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to learn French. Uh, second on my list would be it would definitely be an African language like I can't exclude any of the official 11 languages but the question is I don't know which one I think maybe I think Xhosa is a profound language I think I'd love to know Xhosa that's also it's I don't know like it's 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 pretty sexual in a way <laughs> I don't know if that's the right word that I'm using um but it's got its perks so um you know what I was actually in the belly I nearly said in the belly but I think I'm more I'm more in love with the in the belly not language itself but the in the belly attire and you know the clothes the clothes that they wear are just they're gorgeous they're so beautiful and they're colorful and they're exuberant so uh clothes i think yeah i'd go for Ndebele. but languages it would be number one would be french number two would be Kosa. uh please don't judge me by the way i say Kosa. i'm trying to pronounce it correctly i'm trying to pronounce it correctly and then number three would 100% be Chinese or Japanese or like any or like even Korean or Asian or whatever but it's got to be like one of those like in that category but I think yeah I'd, I'd really love to I'd love to speak Chinese I would be like um, that's actually next on my list of like things to do not just get a Chinese not just get a tattoo that's like written in Chinese but like to actually learn the language um, and when I say learn the language I genuinely mean like I just want to say hello goodbye uh, where's the bathroom how are you today uh, what's to eat and where's the nearest Starbucks 
those are the only things that I'm like right now, like in French, if I could learn or like how much is it for this boltong? If I could say that in French, it would come across as like I would I would be elected president if I could if I could <laughs> if I could say that in French, like can I just can I just have a kilo of boltong in French? That would be pretty cool. Or like, please point me to the nearest crazy store. Or how much is it for this pen? <laughs> that would be amazing. That would be fantastic. I think what I need to start by doing is I need to change the language of my GPS. So my GPS navigation, instead of telling me where to go in English, I think it needs to tell me where to go in French. I think that's step number one. Step number two, I think I need to change the settings on my phone. So instead of everything being being written in English on my phone, I think everything needs to be written in French or needs to be written in Chinese. I think that would be like next level. That would be very confusing. Like I've got some, well, I mean, they're not friends, but I mean, I've, 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 I've had people in my life, right, who are Chinese and this the settings on their phone right so obviously they've selected the chinese language on their phone but they would give me it would be the wildest thing it would be the wildest thing so i mean i've had people who have needed my help technology wise on their phone and they happen to be chinese they handed me their phone as if i should like automatically translate everything from Chinese to English. So they handed me their phone and they wanted me um, they wanted me to help them open it was to download an app that would make another app work to connect to their smartwatch. So that was that was a very wild experience for me because also there was there was a language barrier. So I found that I found that very interesting because I'm trying to explain to them. I'm trying to explain to them that they need in order for me to be able to assist them in downloading this app and connecting the app to their smartwatch i need the phone to be in english but as i'm saying it to you now obviously it comes across as a simple thing as a simple task but now because of the language barrier english is not their first language was not their first language so I'm trying to communicate with them to tell them that I need you to change your settings on your phone from Chinese. To so that was that was a very interesting experience for me. But half an hour later, eventually, um, we we managed. Well, I say we, but we actually got someone who. This world, actually, you know, this country is full of people who are so dynamic. Like we actually we stumbled up. Uh, across someone who's a translator and managed to translate it's so crazy it's so crazy like the the people that you meet on a daily basis that's why when i leave the house and i've said this before whenever i leave my place like i will never leave my place wearing pajamas or a gown because like i just don't know who i'm going to meet you know even if i'm going to the local grocery store like I'll make sure I don't have to dress to the nines, but like I will look presentable because you never know who you're going to meet. So like we we just happened 
to bump into someone who was eavesdropping on the you know on the <laughs> on the miscommunication and you know somehow they yeah they were eavesdropping on the the miscommunication and then they managed to translate from english to chinese that they need to change the settings and they managed to help us so yeah that was very interesting so like you you meet so, such a different array of people on a daily basis by accident and i find that it's so it's so beautiful so i don't even know where i'm going with the story i've completely lost the plot here but yeah anyways chinese would be a beautiful language for me to learn french and posa million percent posa so yeah, I think I need to... <laughs> that's where I need to start. I just need to change the settings on my phone. Um, and obviously change... Even change... The, like... I don't know, man. I, I think I just need to... Even the food that I eat. I think I need to eat more French. Like... Poloni. There's French poloni. There's French cheese. There's... The French baguette. I need to start eating more. Uh, Chinese food is something I've always been eating, so like that's not going to be a an issue for me. So that's going to be easy. But yeah, anyways, that's just been that's something that I've been thinking about. And the thing is, you're never too late to start. So as I'm saying this to you now, I'm kind of speaking it into existence. So I'm telling, I'm telling. I'm sharing this with you, but like at the same time, I'm sharing this with the universe. So the universe can like see that I'm serious about it. Like I really do want to learn French. Like I've got, I've got a friend who speaks French fluently, but it's like, I, there's just no, I don't know. Like I haven't, I haven't had the opportunity to ask him to teach me. And obviously when you, you, you know, when you meet with your friends, like you don't, <laughs> It's never a case of, bro, like, actually, can you teach me the language, you know? So I think I need to take things seriously and I need to take matters into my own hands. And I need to ask him for lessons because he's very good at French. Like, he speaks French so fluently. So I think that's going to be the next itinerary. And it's going to be, that's on my bucket list, learning a new um, language, learning a new language. That's, that's something I want to tick off my list. So I'm very serious about that. So I'm actually going to speak to my friend during the week. And then I think I'm going to share my, I'm, I'll share my progress with, with you guys, my friends, my listeners. Um, I'll share the progress with you guys on Instagram. Just tell you how far I'm getting. I, I know how to say hello. I just forgot. <laughs> so I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to try to remember. Is it hello? Thank you. I think I know how to say thank you in French. Isn't it como ça va? Como ça va? I think that's what it is. Como ça va? If I'm wrong, um, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I'm tarnishing the French language, but I'm trying. I'm trying. Anyways, anyways, anyways. Sunday, the 2nd of April. Such a beautiful, fantastic morning. We've had rain for like the past week. We've had cold weather for the past week. I've, always, I've been a fan I've been a fan of the heat and I've been a fan of summer. I love summer. I love summer, but I'm in love with winter now because I'm a homebody and because I, I don't, I don't 
play in the streets anymore. I don't play in the streets anymore. So, yeah, I'm starting to love winter. And I started loving winter last year. Year before last, I lie. I started, I started loving winter two years ago. So, I'm now, yeah, I'm really in love with winter. I love summer. I'm a summer baby. I'm a spring baby, actually. I was born in September. Um, but I'm just so madly in love with winter. I'm in love with the clothes. I'm in love with the weather, the vibe, um, hot water bottles, blankets, Netflix movies, movie nights, um, gathering around the table or sitting on the carpet, uh, having McDonald's. Like, that's the kind of vibe that I'm looking for, you know. So I'm, I'm kind of in love with that. So I'm really happy that... You know, we've had we've had rain for the past week and we've had cloudy weather for the past week. So it's just been beautiful, man. It's just been absolutely fantastic. So I've I've enjoyed the weather this past week. But um it seems like we're back to normal proceedings. But it is autumn now, but I think it's still still pretty warm out there. So it's another beautiful Sunday, Sunday morning. Um I I want us to talk about sex and relationships today uh this is a topic it's a topic that just popped into my mind as most of my topics do it popped into my mind it popped into my mind but and i know it's it's a it's a bit of a broad topic because when it comes to sex there's so much that you can talk about sex when it comes to relationships there's so much you can talk about when it comes to relationships and i think i've covered I've only covered like 5% of it in my previous shows. But today I want to try and mix it up a little bit. So I want us to focus on two topics in particular or two subtopics in particular underneath the broad topic of sex and relationships. I want us to talk about aphrodisiacs and I want us to talk about the fear of intimacy and you know as 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 time goes by as time goes by if i feel that there is a need to create a part two to today's episode i will i feel like there probably will be a need because there's so much to talk about when it comes to sex and relationships but the topics i'm talking about today are like the topics that i feel like i need to i need to kick off with these ones i need to kick off with these just with these two um subheadings right um and obviously we'll just break it apart starting with aphrodisiacs what are aphrodisiacs aphrodisiac foods right so there are certain foods and herbs that have the ability to rev up your sex life and like I say, because it's such a broad topic, when I'm talking about sex, I'm genuinely talking about sex and intimacy. I'm not talking about gender. So I feel like maybe that's something we'll probably, you know, touch base on at a later stage, uh, later on in the year. But I'm genuinely talking about intimacy. That's hence, hence today I'm talking about aphrodisiacs and fear of intimacy because I feel like those two topics, they kind of like intertwine and correlate because they both have something to do with intimacy. But if you don't know what aphrodisiacs are, right? Aphrodisiacs are, you know, certain foods and herbs that, you know, they have the ability. And I'm saying ability with inverted commas because I don't know if it's like proven by science, 
all aphrodisiacs proven by science but they have the ability to rev up your sex life aphrodisiacs are foods that aim to stimulate the love senses which are sight and smell taste and touch however no matter what you eat it doesn't mean you will have better sex but foods and the whole act of eating and the whole act behind eating can suggest sex to the mind which in turn can help stimulate the desire in the body so foods like nuts and avocados pomegranates chocolate berries i feel the thing is like i okay some of some (laughs) i am not about to reveal any secrets i don't eat these foods because i know that they're aphrodisiacs i genuinely just love avocados and i just love i love chocolate but i don't have a sweet tooth so i can have let's take a slab for example it takes me at least i kid you not now in this stage of my life it takes me at least four days or five days to finish a slab whereas in the past it would take me 20 minutes to finish just a standard 125 gram slab of chocolate it would take me 25 minutes to finish it i would i would finish my slab of chocolate uh while watching the trailer at the movies and then when the movie starts i've got nothing but like popcorn seeds because the popcorn would be finished my slab of chocolate would be finished my sweets would be finished my slush puppy is just water and ice so i tend to scoff my but like i have my i've got my days i've got my days but yo i don't i don't have a sweet tooth as much as i used to um in the house right now as we speak i've got there's like a sweets jar and that is touched like once every three days um unless i have visitors but that's also pretty strange because like i'll offer my visitors something to snack on which is weird like you know when you you know when you offer people something right let me okay let me paint a picture for you right (laughs) sorry i'm veering off track again right but i'm gonna paint a picture for you and this is something that i do as well so like i'm calling myself out on this as well so you know when you're offered something but then you say no but then the person sitting next to you is offered the same thing and they say yes and then when they get it you start craving it so i feel the same way so like i i won't touch my chocolate jar or my sweet jar for at least five days but then when i have guests over and i offer them biscuits and chocolates and sweets and coffee and tea etc etc um and when i when i give it to them and they start sipping on the tea or the coffee and they're having their biscuits then i'm starting to crave for biscuits and i start to crave for tea i've got a whole bunch of tea in the house and i've got tea that will like make your taste buds 
dance on the moon because i've got i've got chamomile i have cranberry i've got fig i have the general rooibos i have whatever whatever flavor of tea you can think of whatever flavor whatever flavor is out there that's available for tea i've got it but i don't drink it unless i have guests over which is very weird so like it's i don't know that's something that i need to do some research on actually because i don't understand how that works like when i'm alone like right now i was having i was snacking on some bultong and like it's just it didn't i don't know like it just wasn't hitting the spot but then when someone else is eating bultong only then do i get the craving you know so i'm trying to remember uh before i veered off track <laughs> where i was this always happens this is me on a daily basis just having a chat with my colleagues or my friends i get ideas on top of ideas on top of ideas and that's why i'm always i always carry a pen with me cuz i always like write things down like a a bucket list you know like sometimes i'll be chatting to to a colleague or to a friend or even to a client and then like they will say something that will pop into my head or it will make something pop into my head and then like i will have the th- I'll say to myself that wow okay this is something that I want to do. So I'll I'll jot it down very quickly. So I've got I've constantly just got ideas popping into my head. But anyways, the foods, right? The foods that I've mentioned above, like I eat 90% of them but not because they are aphrodisiacs, just because I love them so much. But like my top 3, definitely avocados, chocolates, even though I don't have a sweet tooth. Last but not least, berries. I love berries. But the thing is about avocados, right? Avocados they are they're actually one of the few fruits that contain like healthy unsaturated fats. I'm not bothered really about that, but like but like if you think about it, if you really think about it, they're one of the few that contain the healthy unsaturated fats. And one benefit is avocados can actually help your hormones or keep it keeps your hormones in balance because they have a vitamin needed to make histamine which is a compound released during orgasms believe it or not chocolate has always been considered the most powerful aphrodisiac go and watch any like but this is this is more towards like african american romantic movies go and watch any african american romance film and you will see bro the, the moment you see chocolate if you see chocolate right and you've got kids next to you change the channel because you already know like chocolate is the gateway chocolate is the gateway so that's a tip right that i'm giving you a tip if you're watching any african american romance film and you see chocolate please please and you watch you're watching with your kids make sure that you switch the tv off because it's considered the most powerful aphrodisiac they call it the chemical of love i don't know but 
they the thing is this is the interesting thing like it's all i think i don't know i think there hasn't been like any concrete evidence like scientific evidence has there i don't know because you must remember i think what it does is obviously because it releases those endorphins that make you feel happy and excited and i don't know maybe that's just the general feeling of excitement you know that's a general feeling of excitement so i don't know because chocolate is just so good and it's loved by like 90 percent of the world maybe it's that's why it's called the most powerful aphrodisiac but i don't know has there been any concrete evidence i don't know one thing is for sure i don't need science to tell me this what i'm about to say right now i don't need science to confirm because i've been down that route but wine i feel like wine is the most even worse than chocolate chocolate needs to be downgraded i feel like wine is the number one that's a hazard wine is the number one hazard is the number one most powerful aphrodisiac give me three glasses of wine give me three glasses of wine and you will end up having to <laughs> pg rating r rated 18 of the hours because look i'm no i'm no scientologist or doctor or whatever but wine just makes a person feel so good and fuzzy on the inside you know and so happy talking about it now it makes me miss wine so much i think if i'm not saying when but if i do ever start drinking again i'm not saying i will but if i do first thing i'm heading for is wine vodka used to be my go-to i used to love vodka i still do love vodka even though i don't drink but like vodka is always going to be that like one red flag you know like you can't go back to the red flag but like your heart is always there (laughs) you know your heart will always be with the red flag even though you can't and you won't go back there so vodka is my red flag and then wine yeah wine is just the green flag for me man wine is just the green flag for me but i'm gonna stay very far from that uh for now i'm very happy on my on my non-alcoholic journey i don't even have cravings even talking about it now um but yeah, I feel like wine needs to take the cake in terms of being the most powerful aphrodisiac. It's, it's astounding. What do you... What? Wine. Hectic. Hectic. Next is blueberries and blackberries and strawberries and raspberries. They're all good for your overall health. We know that. Because the nutrients that give fruits and vegetables their color which are also found in citrus fruits and red wine, may play a role in regulating testosterone production. Having said all of this, in general, certain qualities in foods that are thought to elicit sensuality, 
foods that are considered sexy are generally those that are smooth, rich, creamy, exotic, and spicy. So if you're planning a romantic encounter, right, take note. Just watch, just go ahead and watch a romance film, right? If you if you're planning on having a romantic encounter, just take note of the menu. Take note of the menu. Take note of what you're ordering. That's why they always start at the it's always dinner. It's always dinner. Always. Always. But that's what I prefer. Like when it comes to a first date, if there's if there's like a number one rule when it comes to a first date, do not go to the movies. Don't go to the movies. I feel like that's uh I don't want to use the word the word childish. Going to the movies on a first date is like you're taking a brand new car on a test drive around the parking lot. That's like it's a waste. It's an absolute waste. It's not you can't even go the speed limit in the parking lot. So why would you test drive a new car in the parking lot? It's the same it's the same thing. The reason why I say it's the same thing is because when you go to the movies on the first date, you don't number one, you don't talk for two hours, so that's two hours wasted. So there's no communication. Number two, you are both sitting upright in chairs next to one another and there's no there's no like eye contact holding of hands so i just feel like that's a way so it's like it's, it's i mean if you're gonna go to the movies on the first date that's a complete waste of time that's a complete waste of time so but yo, what i'm trying to say is you know rather go for a meal rather go for a meal um that's what i prefer man that's what i prefer like don't do anything don't do anything too exotic or like just go eat. I love. I know I love food. I'm not. I'm not saying this just because I love food. But just go have a meal, man. Just go like look at one another in the eye and just talk. Just talk. Only after that. Only after that. Like date number three. That's when you can go to the movies. But take note of the menu if you are planning a romantic en- encounter with someone. Take note of the menu because you might need some aphrodisiacs. Some aphrodisiacs. Now, I want us to move along swiftly. I want us to move along swiftly. And I want us to now talk about the final, the final segment of today's show, which is the fear of intimacy. Uh, getting a bit serious now, so I think I need to tune into my serious voice. So... Yeah, you know what the uh, This is also quite a this is also quite a personal one for me. And this is also quite a personal one for me because I right now at this moment in time I don't have a fear of intimacy. But my fear is my fear is sharing my energy with the wrong person. That's always been my deepest fear. And like not even not even sharing my energy with the wrong person, but I fear that I'm going to gain 
the wrong person's energy. You know, when you when you interact with someone, our small daily interactions are so valuable. I don't think we realize how valuable our interactions are just on a daily basis. Because whoever you are interacting with, they are sharing just a small piece of their energy with us. And obviously, like it goes deep all the way to like a subconscious level. Um, like sometimes, have you ever been in a situation whereby you haven't spoken to someone in weeks or in months and all of a sudden they pop into your mind out of the blue? And obviously superstition says when you dream of someone is because it's because they are thinking about you at something at something i mean i'm pretty i'm pretty superstitious like uh, i that's something that i believe like you know i'll have a dream about someone out of the blue whether we talk or not but i'll have a dream about someone and then you know you do research and then you get told that the reason why this person is popping up in your dreams is because they're thinking about you you know, or maybe you were thinking about them at a certain point of the day or during the week. So it's, yeah, it's, it's things that, um, on it, it, it activates itself on a deep subconscious level, right? So, um, right now I don't have, um, a fear of intimacy, but obviously like I do have a fear of, you know, the energies that are being shared but yeah this um this is quite a deep one for me because uh i did i did have a fear of intimacy and that's only because i was self-conscious it was nothing against the other person or other people it was just myself like i just wasn't happy with myself so i was incredibly self-conscious so yeah it's a it's a tough one and I think uh, intimacy intimacy is extremely complex because it's emotional, the sharing of feelings with each other, it's intellectual, the showing of ideas and thoughts, it's physical. Um, and with not just sexual, but also non-sexual contact. And it's also... It's something that you experience, the sharing of activities together. But the fear of intimacy is often subconscious and affects a person's ability to form or maintain close relationships. They don't reject love from another person intentionally. So it's, it's, it's something that doesn't happen on purpose, but it's something that happens on a subconscious level and a person can be going through so much that we are not aware of and we think that it's something to do with us but it's actually just they are just going through the absolute most and they're not doing it intentionally but instead they may behave in ways that create stress in a relationship usually resulting in an early end before any deep intimacy can develop but remember this affects not only romantic relationships but also friendships 
and family. I tell my bros that I love them so much. My, honestly, my friends, my friends know, my friends know that is like the number one rule when it comes to, when it comes to, and remember being intimate doesn't just mean sexually, obviously. It's the form of hugging. It's the form of having that deep, that deep intellectual connection with someone. The sharing of ideas and thoughts with someone. So I tell, I tell my male friends all the time. I say, bro, I love you. 100%. Bro, I love you with the red heart. Out of the blue. <laughs> Out of the blue. And it's such a nice feeling to hear them say, bruh, I love you too, with the red heart. It's a beautiful feeling and it just shows, it really just shows that the, the intimacy level, intellectually, intellectually, is so deep, is so deep. It's just unfortunate that this fear can develop for many reasons. But for many people, it may stem from their childhood relationship with their parents or caregivers. Babies cry to express their needs. And some caregivers may respond insensitively or may not respond at all. This is the first social attachment that babies have and it becomes a pattern that they can learn from you know there was a very interesting story that i'll never forget my mom told me right so when i was a child when i was a kid we we used to go shopping a lot together so i loved going to the mall with my mom because i knew that like yo i was gonna get a toy or like a chocolate or a sweet every time we went shopping together so there was one particular day when um i went shopping with my mom and unfortunately we had we had gathered our groceries together and we were standing in the aisle waiting to pay and my mom just I, I wanted a toy car right and my mom just could not afford that toy car um i had very expensive taste in cars back then so it was a model car it was pretty big and i was still young i was still small but this model car was amazing man this model car was amazing uh actually i still have it i still have it to this day i actually need to take it i need to take a picture and i need to post it on my um on my story so this this model car right it was love at first sight so we were in the queue and i was sitting in the trolley and i asked my mom if i could have this toy car and my mom said no we don't have money she can't afford it and then i started crying um I know it sounds as if I'm I'm telling the story as if I remember, but I don't. This is the story that my mom told me, but like I hundred percent believe her, right? And the fact that the thing is, this car, this car, this toy car has such it holds such a such a a big part of my my heart. Um, I value this car more than. <laughs> Wow, I'm even getting goosebumps. Um, yeah, I've I've still got the car. I've still got the toy car. 
um so i was crying i was crying in the trolley and i was crying desperately and now my mom is getting embarrassed because me and my loud obnoxious voice is now screaming and crying and there's snot coming out of my nose and i want the car i want the car and uh there was a very nice sweet old lady who was standing behind my mom and she offered to buy the toy car for me and she did she did so <clears throat> that's why it, it just yeah i hold it very dear to my heart so this wherever i go wherever i go this model car this blue mercedes-benz model car is going to go wherever i go wherever i go so the story i just told has nothing to do <laughs> has nothing to do with the fact that i just thought let me let me tell that story because it's something that popped into my head but i'm not saying that like i'm not saying my mom played a part in me having a fear of intimacy as a child that's not it um i'm just saying for a lot of other people a lot of other people um that's where it all begins that's where it all begins because that's you know the first social attachment that they have um so over the years this early attachment develops into the way we understand relationships and affects how we behave in adult relationships as well fear of intimacy can also be due to childhood trauma such as abuse or loss and this generally causes the person to have difficulty trusting others also it could stem from a bad past relationship but having said all of that how do we deal with the fear of intimacy how did i deal with the fear of intimacy well, I know that relationships are not easy. And having a fear of intimacy is a lot more common than you would expect. So, why don't you start by creating a safe space? A person who fears intimacy may act in ways that pushes their partner away. They may shut down or run away, but when this happens, it's important to not take it personally. I took nothing personally. I took nothing personally because I I had a fear of intimacy, but when I started to overcome my fear of intimacy, now I'm getting in I'm getting to a point whereby I'm meeting other people who have fear, who who, who have that fear of intimacy. So I never took it personally. And sometimes it's easier for them to behave in ways that are familiar to them. So you need to get to a point in your life whereby now you can't be selfish and you've got to understand and you have to compromise all of that fancy English terminology. You've got to be understanding and compassionate and do not take it personally. Create the safe space, not only for yourself, but for them. Confront your fears and emotions it's going to feel uncomfortable at first but it's important to start expressing your feelings and fears say what you feel and not what you think you should say if you're in a relationship with someone who has a fear of intimacy you need to learn to gently tell your partner what they might be feeling 
and why you think they're feeling this way. This could help become more aware of their feelings. So it's going to help them become more aware. It'll help them become more aware. And you know, there's something that I always preach to people, right? You know, sometimes, like if you, if you, like we can even play a game, right? We can even play a quick game that I'm trying to form in my head real quick as I'm recording the sentence right now. As I'm saying the sentence right now, I'm trying to create a game, <laughs> right? So I'm going to say one sentence, but I'm going to say it differently, right? In two different tones. Quinton, please go and do the dishes. Tone number one. Tone number two. Quinton, do the bloody dishes. Okay? Quinton, please do the dishes. Quinton, do the bloody dishes. Right. Gen- <laughs> it's... it's- that's the first thing that popped into my head. So I preach this all the time. It's all about delivery. And this is, this is something that I want to keep in my heart for when I have kids one day. I refuse, I refuse to shout at my future kids. That's something that I will not do. I will not do that. Because now we've, we're, moving in, we're moving in a life whereby, or we're moving in a time whereby scolding and shouting and being a dictator just, it doesn't help. It doesn't, even if it gets the job done, but it's not going to get the job done well. And what does it say for that person's mental health? I always preach about delivery. If you're going to tell me something, whether I'm wrong or right doesn't matter, but just communicate with me at a level whereby you see me as a human being. That's the most important thing. So you need to, we need to learn to just let people down gently. You need to tell people gently, communicate with people gently about what you're feeling and about what they're feeling. Sometimes, at certain points in your life, you have to tell people you love them. But you're no longer interested in the level of life that they have to offer you. And because of that, you have to tell them to go. Because of that, you have to let them go without you asking them to change. Laugh every day, eat healthy, read often. I'm sending love and light your way. Bye-bye.